This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Happy Sunday, Monday morning, whatever it is out there, whenever you're listening, folks. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Uh, today, I am very, very lucky, folks. So I cooked a big breakfast for my wife with farm fresh eggs, green peppers, red chili peppers, feta cheese, spinach, this stinky uh, blue cheese that we got, um, some uh, what is it, cheddar cheese, sausage from uh, organic sausage from this butcher that we go to. And so I made this huge omelet, folks. It was fantastic. And so we woofed that down, and now my wife is upstairs cooking hunter stew bigos bigos as they call it in poland and this has these uh three four hour roasted ribs these really meaty ribs kielbasa that's grilled up mushrooms onions bacon uh we got some steak tips from the butcher organic steak and then uh, sauerkraut so she's cooking that up and we're going to eat that for dinner and then freeze a bunch of it we've been freezing a lot of food so that we have meals prepared for the first uh, month after the baby is born and then her mother arrives here from poland she'll be here for a few months wonderful woman i don't understand a thing she's saying but uh i think in a way that's a good thing folks it's a good thing a mother-in-law that i get get along with so she'll be here for a few months helping us out and then my sister lives near me, so she'll be around to help out uh, when we need uh, some reinforcements. So everything is going great. So my wife could go into labor at any moment, and I'll have to just stop this transmission. But that's okay. I'll keep you guys posted. Uh, something I wanted to bring up quickly. I saw someone on Twitter just mention that someone uh, who was friends of theirs was having trouble getting into the United States via... Uh, Canadian land crossing because they were not vaccinated. The last I checked, folks, you cannot get into the United States if you are not a United States citizen without being vaccinated. I do not believe you can have your H-1B visa approved, your green card, anything like that, unless you are vaccinated. And from what I've been told, the United States is the last country that still has this on the books and so this person was complaining obviously the tweet got a lot of action a lot of interaction 
because this is a hot topic. Folks, let me tell you something, and I'm not going to implicate myself in a crime here, but from what I have seen in my travels over the last couple of years around the United States, uh, over to Europe, is that there really isn't a database. Now, when they test you, okay, and you needed a test to get into certain countries for a while, they were giving you a piece of paper with a QR code on it. And so they were able to scan that. All a QR code is is a short link to a website URL or a direct URL to a database that would pull up from some master system. And I didn't spend a lot of time researching this because I just tried to avoid situations in which I would need something like that. But from what I can tell coming into the United States, you basically just need a card. Okay, a piece of paper. And let me just say, I needed something like this to get into a couple of clubs down in New Orleans during uh, last Christmas. I needed this to get into a Broadway show. And so, you know what, folks? I made one. All right. Now, I wouldn't try to pass that by TSA or any government officials, but uh, from what I understand, this stuff is readily available. And there are black market doctors here in the United States, as well as in Europe and other places, that are known to basically put your name in a system attached to a vaccine vial number. And so you can get yourself some paper. Sometimes I wondered how people like Whitney Webb, who talks about technocracy, transhumanism, Jeffrey Epstein, the criminal cabals that run all of these various governments, was going around from England to Chile to United States and other places without being vaccinated. Maybe she did something like that. So it's out there, folks. You have to learn how to navigate this matrix. You have to learn what you're willing willing to put up with and what you're willing to risk, let's say, getting in trouble for in order to work around the system. It's just the reality of what we live in today, the tyrannical worldwide government we live under. And so be creative, folks. Use your resources, poke around, ask questions, network with people that are like-minded, and you will eventually find solutions to these problems. Now, I will advise you public service announcement here from someone who cares deeply about you as i consider you my friends and basically my family here at the show do not get yourself into trouble talking to people about doing something that is deemed to be against the law like passing fake papers at a government checkpoint don't talk about that on twitter or facebook or whatsapp or telegram or any of these other platforms that are not owned by, say, an individual. For instance, let's say pain.tv slash gold. If you believe you can trust Mike Moore, I mean, I obviously trust him. I'm in business with him. He syndicates my podcast for me. Uh, and you want to talk about that at pain.tv slash gold. I would still be careful about that because stuff on that platform may be, um, you know, I don't know if they ever subpoena him. I know Mike would fight 
to the death to protect it but you never know folks so just be careful if you find someone you trust maybe talk offline to them over the phone um, just be careful about discussing this stuff in places that could be tapped all right and so i just want to let you know though there's solutions out there to every problem the more the government does this the more black markets will flourish folks all right a couple of things i want to discuss today it's sunday uh i am not in the mood to go back to dr james giordano yet although we have about 25 minutes left in that lecture it's just sort of too dark for me to cover this sunday so what i'm going to do is i wanted to discuss an article that just came out in the washington post about elon musk and how there's this supposed fight going on between Elon Musk and the bureaucrats and elected officials in Washington DC although i believe the majority of it, a majority of this story this narrative is pretty much concocted a lot of it is misdirection i think it's important for you to understand how this stuff works so we'll use the review of this article as a teaching moment in this palace intrigue battle between the technocrats and the government okay which it is not a battle because the government is actually funding this uh, puppet technocrat elon musk then I'm going to get into a story that I found last night. I was doing a bit of research because I had mentioned a couple of personal stories to you in yesterday's episode 68. I think it was very good, so listen to that if you have not. But I was talking about personalization and the technocracy's ability to create a choose-your-own-adventure echo chamber feedback loop that they force you inside of so there was an article i found from new york times going back to 2011 where they were discussing the very beginning of the personalized search and this ability to drive one into an echo chamber and i thought it was fascinating because this article came out around the same time that i was telling you about the technology conference i had gone to in washington dc technology and politics and so i want to read you this story because there's more details than i could provide through my personal story and i think it will help clarify a lot of things for you folks out there i had someone telling me uh, yesterday maybe it was hopeless american on twitter that they have been running into uh, a lot of ads for artificial intelligence companies and such and one of the main reasons that happens and this is even at the most basic level but what happens is you go and you search out artificial intelligence and then what will happen is you're going to start getting ads served to you on facebook on twitter and on other places that have to do with what it is you're searching it's so much more advanced than that the way the ai algorithms work how they tag you how they're creating a digital footprint on you at all times but uh it is a good example of this personalized feedback loop that they're driving folks into and there's a reason for that, folks, a reason for that, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then I'm going to work back in the uh, article that we started yesterday on bioethics and transhumanism, because I think there's a lot of stuff 
inside there that we need to discuss before we get back to James Giordano and talk about uh, further discuss what the government is doing when it comes to transhumanism. And then we're going to cover a lot of things over the next week, but I'm going to finish up Giordano and then we are going to loop back to the cyber soldier program and listen to the doctors inside the government that are working on the ethics side of this. Uh, not that I really believe that any of these people are interested in ethics. It is a ruse. Uh, the whole discussion on ethics is really about how they are going to convince society to adopt the technology, to get on board with the technology willingly, okay, rather than being forced into it. That's really the discussion they're having around ethics. So it's important that we get back and we finish up that cyber soldier discussion and then there was a document i wanted to review with you by david salinas flores on mk ultra and darpa and mind control programs going on around the world so i am going to get back to that this week and then what i'm going to work towards is uh toward is a conversation about old world progressivism involving uh, evolving into this technocratic transhumanism and how this progressive ideology has become the driving force behind the push for transhumanism and technocracy and i'll show you how technocracy is really about the control of let's say the physical world but transhumanism really is spun out of technocracy. It is engineering humanity to streamline humanity, where technocracy is utilizing the technology to streamline society. And so I'll be able to connect those and show you what technocratic transhumanism is and how it ties into a leftist progressive ideology. It's really coming together as the left and the right, the communists and the fascists coming together as one force. It's anything but personal liberty, freedom, and human autonomy. We know that, folks. And we know that it's anti-life. It's anti-humanity. At the same time that I'm working on this, I had an old colleague of mine reach out, and they want to try to start to get me uh, to go out as a guest on some other shows and bring this message, the stuff we've been talking about here, to larger audiences. And so I'm very careful about getting intertwined with any sort of shill or grifter networks. I don't want any part of that world. I don't want to be associated with the people that I know that are taking money from political organizations and such. I just think it's uh, not only terrible for my brand, but is not going to do us any good. And I'm not going to get on these shows with these uh, misinfo agents, these disinfo agents. So I'll be careful about where I go, but I'm starting to craft the message. It was actually interesting last night because I had to sit there with a pad and paper and start trying to go through everything we covered in almost 70 episodes and put it down into several paragraphs and then boil that down into several sentences and then cut that down into a few sentences and how i'm going to explain what it is that we've been discussing here and uh maybe maybe we can start to wake up some additional people to this i don't know where it's going to lead i don't really know what the solution is 
I just know the more people are aware of it, the more people can avoid this stuff. So when we get back, I will do the Elon Musk story, and then I'm going to get into the New York Times piece on the personalized feedback loops. Something that you should be aware of so that you can try to avoid it. Try to avoid the trap in your personal lives. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. I'll be right back right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, folks, are you ready for a wild ride? My name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, thank you very much. I appreciate you tuning in to this show, to this program. Thank you to everyone who has left a five-star review at Apple Podcasts and a comment. I know I keep breaking your balls about that, folks, but if you haven't, please just leave a five-star review over there at Apple Podcasts. I know because of the analytics, folks, yes, I have access to technology, that there's roughly 65% of you listening to this show over at Apple Podcasts, and we are getting now... I don't know, today we might break another record. We're somewhere around 3,000 downloads a day. So there's like a couple thousand people listening to the show regularly, some people dropping in. I don't know, there's thousands of subscribers now. So it's growing, it's growing. It's got to get a lot bigger. I need it to get pretty damn big. It's going to take several months to get there to the point where I can just do this full time and I no longer have to worry about taking on side jobs with things I'm not really interested in and being distracted from sitting here and researching this stuff all day for you. And if I can get to the point where I do not have those worries anymore, then trust me, you're going to start to see me pumping out more highly produced content i can start to work on some of this documentary stuff we already have a book outline in the works that's going to take a while that's basically my colleague who's going to be focused on that stuff but we're going to start doing some live conversations as we war game this book there's going to be a lot more things coming in the future because right now i i would like to spark a movement of other people who go out there and start talking about all the various elements of technocratic transhumanism and waking up the folks to this so that we can figure out how we are going to raise our kids and grandkids to be free from this prison planet matrix. So the least you can do right now is just leave a five-star review and comment at Apple Podcasts. I think it's close to 70. I want to get it to 100 sometime in the next week or two. So please, please do that, folks. Also, to those of you who have joined Pain.com, TV slash gold. Thank you very much. I know you're getting value because a lot of you write me. You know, I told you about someone who wrote me about having the cell phone next to their bed and I wrote them back and gave them some advice and then they wrote back and couldn't believe that I actually responded. I respond. And then Dana who was on the show recently, he's got a group over at pain.tv slash gold called the, uh, I think it's the, the Green Tavern. 
Oh, my God. There is so much going back and forth in there. He invited me to drop in. I dropped in. And then uh, there was just so much I had to get out of it. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to get stuck in here and never get any work done. So if you're looking for like-minded folks to share information with, to talk with, if you don't have any people that are woke to this stuff in your life, jump over there and you're going to find some friends. A lot of these people are giving me their phone numbers. I'm going to start talking to people offline. Obviously, I don't have a lot of time to chit-chat between the baby on the way and then doing this show, but we are going to start getting more of these people on as guests. And as I've said now for the last month, and I am working on it, is being able to do a live call-in show over at pain.tv slash gold so I can start answering your questions and you can share information with me in real time. We don't have to just do it all through direct message chat. All right. So I am working on that, ladies and gentlemen. So please leave the review at Apple Podcasts and join us over at pain.tv slash gold. I think you're going to find a lot of value in that. All right. Let's take a look here. This this came out uh, yesterday. Yesterday, And as you know, I don't do a lot of breaking news, but this fits into the big picture and it's not really breaking. All right. It's the content uh, that's contained within this article that's important. And this is over at stripes.com, stars and stripes. And so this is a publication aimed at a lot of military folks. And this article says, as Elon Musk expands his reach... Washington Worries, and this is by Mary Jordan, originally out of the Washington Post. It says, Washington, uh, this is out of Washington, it says, between launching four astronauts and 54 satellites into orbit, unveiling an electric freight truck, and closing in on taking over Twitter this month, Elon Musk made time to offer unsolicited peace plans for Taiwan and Ukraine, antagonizing those countries' leaders and irking Washington, too. Musk, the richest man in the world, then irritated some Pentagon officials by announcing he didn't want to keep paying for his private satellite service in Ukraine before later walking back the threat as at 50 uh, as musk 51 inserts himself into volatile geopolitical issues many washington policymakers worry from the sidelines as he bypasses them all right does it not sound like the narrative uh sort of like the backstory on tony stark iron man right so if you read it this way between launching four astronauts and 54 satellites into orbit, unveiling an electric freight truck, and closing in on taking over Twitter this month, Tony Stark made time to offer unsolicited peace plans for Taiwan and Ukraine, antagonizing those countries' leaders and irking Washington, too. Tony Stark, the richest man in the world, then irritated some Pentagon officials by announcing he didn't want to keep paying for his private satellite service in Ukraine before later walking back that threat. As Tony Stark, 51, inserts himself into volatile geopolitical issues, many Washington policymakers worry from the sidelines as he bypasses them. Yeah, I mean, it's setting up this Tony Stark narrative, right, that Musk is fighting against the Washington policymakers. Now, I want to make a point here, folks, and this is, okay, as the whole idea of this 
supposed constitutional republic and this supposed liberal democracy that we live under is crumbling, right? There's no trust in government, no trust in government institutions, the FBI, the CIA, uh, the Department of Justice. As we went through the Donald Trump presidency, and in the end, everyone lost, right? So let's just take Russiagate, for instance. All of the people on the left were promised that Donald Trump was a Russian spy, a Russian ad asset. No, his code name was not Agent Orange, but it could have been. But they, they were promised this. I knew people on the left in my family. I didn't get in fights with people and stop talking to people, but I knew people in my family who truly believed that Donald Trump was a Russian agent. And he was going to go to jail for this. Then the rest of us on the right or part of MAGA or came out of the conservative uh, movement were told that all of the people that were coming after Trump as a Russian agent, you know, James Comey, Robert Mueller, and the rest of that bunch, that they were trying to frame Trump as a Russian agent. And so this would backfire on them and they would end up going to jail. Well, at the end of the day, there was no resolution for either side. Trump was not arrested as a Russian agent, and Mueller and James Comey did not get arrested for framing Trump as a Russian agent. And we saw this play out through Spygate. We saw this happen. And so what I believed was going on under the Trump administration, whether he was part of it or not, and this is pre-COVID, folks, pre-COVID land the high school theater production, was that all that was happening was that we were normalizing corruption, uh, sedition, criminality, treason even, that it was all becoming normalized because they were putting it out there, the elites were putting it out there, yet there were never going to be any actual consequences to their actions. And so when you look at the world today, I think when you look at politics today, political campaigning and such, as compared to, let's say, 10 years ago, I would say there's less people engaged. They may be engaged with the cultural issues, you know, the societal issues. But as far as the campaigning part, I think a lot of people have been sort of broken down and beaten down. Let's just look at the voter fraud stuff. So Trump in 2016... 2015, 16, while he's running, was talking about, this is rigged, it's rigged, it's a rigged election, it's rigged, it's rigged, it's rigged, Hillary's rigging it, it's rigged, and so he ends up winning, right? Well, he immediately forms a voter fraud committee led by Chris Kobach, and I'm not going to get into a whole backstory on Chris Kobach, and so now this is supposedly being investigated back in 2016, uh, and tw or sorry, 2017 after Trump took office in January, and he sets up the voter fraud committee, it's running under Kobach, and then all of a sudden he dissolves it, he takes its findings, he turns it over, I believe at the time, to Kirsten Nielsen, who was um, the head or second in charge of Homeland Security, and so nothing comes of it right now we get all the way to 2020 and trump is now screaming about the election is rigged it's rigged it's rigged he loses the election he claims it's rigged he teams up with Sidney powell and the kraken and all the rest of this stuff pillow man gets involved all these bogus lawsuits flying around that mike moore dissected in real time back then told you nothing was going to happen 
and nothing ended up happening. And so eventually there is a large portion of people now who have disengaged from politics altogether. And if we are to believe that the election was rigged while Trump was president and did nothing to stop it or could not stop it, then how are we supposed to believe that any election going forward will not be rigged? Right. If we're supposed to believe the left or the deep state or whatever rigged it against Trump, why would I believe that there won't be an election rigged against Trump if he runs again or Ron DeSantis or Tom Massey or anyone? It doesn't matter. We now believe that the elections are rigged. Someone like me, I'm post-politics. I don't even get involved anymore. Not because of that, but because I realize it's all a game. All right, so now insert someone like Elon Musk. Elon Musk was born in, uh, in um, South Africa. Elon Musk cannot run for president, at least according to the current rules, okay? But what does Elon Musk represent? He represents the technocracy. And so I think what we're going to see shape up here Everything is problem, reaction, solution. So just keep your eye out for this. I could be wrong. This is just my theory. But what you're going to see shape up here is this battle between someone like Musk, who's been built up to be the Tony Stark, against the Washington bureaucrats, the deep state, the permanent state, however you want to put it. And so now you're going to see Musk in this battle with these guys and the public is going to get behind and cheer on elon musk like they did with someone um like howard hughes many years ago eventually we'll cover howard hughes but howard hughes many years ago so the public will cheer on a musk and what they're going to be cheering on is the rise of the technocracy which eventually the illusion of the constitutional republic representative government will be gone. And so I think this is the beginning of what we're seeing is this buildup now of Tony Stark being someone who is standing up to the government, the very government that actually funded him, built him, and created him. Think about that for a moment. When I get back, we'll continue to read from this article, and I think you're going to understand exactly what I'm talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 